Did you know that procrastination isn't because of laziness? It's something deeper in your subconscious. Head over to doquiz.com, that's D-O-Q-U-I-Z.com and take this quick three-minute quiz to find out which of the six procrastination types you are so you can unlock the keys to your success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Bruce DeSilva, author of Wisdom in Action. Uh, Bruce and I were just talking about the effects of porn and talking about how our brains are so distracted, how we're destroying our creativity, how we are losing focus in this time. And if you are addicted to success and you want to be able to create success in your business and in your life, you've got to be able to stay on track. And, uh, you know, many men I know struggle with this. Uh, I personally had struggles with it many years ago. I was able to put that crazy animal back in the cage <laughs> and uh, get a hold of it and it helped me to achieve more success and have more time to focus on my romantic relationship and my family time and uh, you know hang out with my friends and all that other stuff so Bruce is a philosopher and coach and also author uh, get your hands on his book Wisdom in Action uh, it's out February 2024 uh, Bruce Thanks for jumping on the podcast, man. Hey, man. Happy to do it again. We were riffing, so this is good. Yeah, yeah. Well. We were talking about AI and man. we were talking about <laughs> the matrix and we were talking about how to overcome, you know, the pressures of the world and how to be able to get more decisive. And then when you started speaking about porn, I was like, hey, wait, we need this on the Addicted to Success mm-hmm. podcast. So what are your thoughts on this? Because we have a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening, people that are aspiring entrepreneurs, and it's a big struggle that a lot of people don't talk about. And, it, and women are also affected. It's not just men. A lot of men will say, okay, yeah, I do watch porn. Not so many women, but women are affected by this as a ripple effect from either their male partner or uh, male role models in their life and the way that they uh, you know, treat them. So what are your thoughts? Where to begin? Uh, I think a great place to begin would be with a very powerful quote by a philosopher, Alain de Botton. Mm-hmm. He says, porn is a poor substitute for the soulful fulfillment of real human connection. It offers a mirage of intimacy and excitation, yet leaves its audience in a desert of isolation and disconnection. Yeah, makes sense. At its root, what we're really looking to do is we're looking to connect, we're looking to find ways to have our energy be what, however you want to describe it, be released, be transferred, be connected, whatever it is. The danger is even as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, think about it like this. You need to have the dedication, you need to have the grit, you have to have that will to get from where you are to where you want to go. Now the challenge is that when you're watching porn, what it does is it essentially usurps the desire to actually go out and create. Yeah, that's the big problem people have. Even, even in the morning, I, I know of people who they postpone having sexual activities with their partner in the morning because it's just an impediment in their in their mind as to having their energies centered. That's another topic. So it affects your willpower. Is that what you're saying? It affects your willpower because if we think about our animal brain, what it does is it gives you a reward with no effort, and when you do that, you create a, a feedback loop that says, "Hey." 
I don't actually need to go out and meet a partner. I don't need to go speak to my wife when we have conflict and resolve it, or my, my husband, rather. I don't need to go do these things, and I can still get that fulfillment. I can still fulfill my needs. And the challenge is, and I've broken this down as to why modern pornography is so dangerous and what it's actually done to us, it's called the AAA. So people who drive in the States, they know AAA, you get a flat tire, AAA is gonna come and save you. That's the great AAA. Mm. This AAA is the one that you really do not want. And the way we break it down is porn has become accessible, affordable, and anonymous. Let's break that down. Porn has become accessible. How did we use to access these images, overall pornography videos, is we needed to go to the store. We needed to go see a film. We needed to go out of our way. We need to put effort into getting access. Now, you have a smartphone, you have a laptop, you can drive down most highways and you're gonna see all these images there. That's the accessible part. Affordable, if you have a Wi-Fi connection, you literally have access to pornography. It's become more affordable. Even data on your phone too, not even Wi-Fi data. You could be yeah. anywhere. Anywhere, you could, anywhere you can be. And the final one is anonymous. And this is the one that actually creates the biggest challenge to overcome is that when you watch porn, now that we have the access to watch it on our cell phones, if you have a party and people come to your house, a family party, Thanksgiving, whatever, everyone comes, cool, hey, all right. They leave, you don't even need to leave your house. You can just be in the corner of your bedroom and you can be there watching pornography because now no one knows you're gonna do it. Yeah. So that form of it being accessible, affordable, and anonymous is a recipe for you to operate without restraint, operate without the fear that people are gonna see you. And what I found as a way to navigate this is fear can only push you so far, but it's really faith that you believe that you can circumnavigate this, I would call it a hydra. Mm. It's, it's a hydra just consumes you, it's all powerful. Yeah. These three A's, it affects the ability for people to be entrepreneurial if you're looking to actually discipline yourself. Because way back in the day, in our hunter-gatherer days, if you wanted to gather resources, if you wanted to find a mate, you had to put in effort. Yeah. If you get effort with, if you get reward with no effort, there is a big disconnect because your brain is thinking, okay, I don't need to put myself out on the line. I don't need to approach that person. I don't need to fear social rejection. Right. When I don't need to do that, I could just go on my phone. Wait, why would I go out, get rejected by my peers where everybody sees me get rejected and now I'm a social outcast. And as we know in modern society, it's this, your social currency, your social capital is so valuable. Yeah. Why would I risk that? Why would I risk finding a partner getting separated? She goes in the news or he goes in the news, goes in our community, says something and now my reputation is destroyed when I can just go on my phone, have full selection with no rejection. Right, so it's sort of like, hey, I don't like the feeling of rejection when I ask somebody out or to sleep with me because I make that mean, because we're meaning machines, right? I make that mean I'm not good enough. But here's what I often think about. When you're sitting in front of a screen watching porn and you do your thing and then after the fact a lot of people have shame and guilt anyway feeling worse than not good enough <laughs> now they feel so much shame of like i am not enough for sure because i had to try and get my rocks off on this which i know is not even courageous because somebody uh 
doesn't even need to reject me for me to be able to observe them and you know me get excited over this and it perpetuates this like shame cycle right and i'm not ashamed anybody that that does that we've all watched porn I'm sure. i've watched porn <laughs> as well uh, i wish i didn't but i do yeah yes. and, and and so it's us distorting and warping our sense of what reward is as you were saying i love that so okay what about people that don't watch porn but they just masturbate self-pleasure is that right. as damaging? What if you're imagining it in your mind? Like, is it less damaging? What, what's the yeah? Well, so well, what, what? There? I mean, that's a great Why question. Many, I actually am not so sure where we could even go with that. Aside from the idea of the body self-regulates, and that's something that people forget. So, not that I'm advocating for this, but there are people who do have nocturnal emission, which is another way to say wet that they dreams. have wet dreams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah, the, the body is going to find a way to adapt. So yeah, if you, we got to pick the lesser of two evils, I would say then, yeah, comparatively to watching pornography, you're not doing as much damage, I would say from that. Because again, with pornography, you are getting reward without effort. And if you keep building that, what happens when life gets tough? Here's what happens. What happens if your phone dies, you don't have money for internet, you don't have cable? What are you gonna do? Yeah. How are you gonna access these resources, right? So our dependency on a substitute, and we can even think about it as fast food. Porn is to intimacy what fast food is to health. Yeah. That's the simplest way to break it so down. Junk food for the brain, junk, junk food, for, food the brain. for the nervous system, for yeah. the soul, the spirit. So yeah, it's definitely different. If you're masturbating and you're doing your own thing, yeah, that's fine. From my belief is go out, we're social creatures, put yourself on the line, find a partner. Yeah. Because, and this is a frame I use a lot, is every time you watch porn, I'll speak from a guy's perspective, I know there are also women listening, from a man's perspective is every time you watch porn, you are robbing a woman of the potential opportunity to at least find companionship and intimacy with you. And I don't believe your listeners are selfish. And if we don't want to adopt the identity of being selfish in the negative way, then we have to be very conscientious to not act in a way that is selfish. By you doing this, great. You only care about yourself. No, I don't. Yes, you do. There are people who need you to not be the guy that watches porn that goes out and is that chivalrous man, that masculine man who connects with them. From a, a, a woman's perspective, you want that person to approach you. For a lot of women, it's actually social, it's quite tough, but sometimes it's social damage to go out to approach a guy in a public setting or amongst your peers, because that's predominantly an act that a man would do. Of course, yeah. we can be flexible. It's robbing both of us of what we actually want. So we want intimacy, but if we do that through the drive-through, we're gonna end up getting what we get from the fast food we put in our bodies. Yeah, amen to that. Okay, you talked a little bit about the nervous system, right? Mm. Well, you actually said regulation. Yeah. Uh, I was coaching somebody a little while ago and they said that they would watch porn and masturbate before bed so they could sleep at night. Mm. Do you think that this is happening often because people don't know how to regulate their nervous systems? Mm. Or do you think it's something else is going on that's making people more addicted to just watching it? Is it is it because they just feel lonely and they, they don't want to get rejected? Or more the nervous system thing? Yeah, so I actually read something. That's a great uh, question there because I read something about a man. He passed away in Greece and he was recorded as having never seen a woman in his life. 
to study. He was a monk or something. He lived in Greece. Never saw a woman in his life. Now, how much of our expectation of connection with others is societal versus primal? And those, it's the whole culture, um, what do they call Nature it? versus Nature nurture. versus nurture yeah. aspect, right? So it's that whole thing of saying, okay, am I doing this before bed because I actually need to do it or because I want to, or it's become a habit. Right. You do an act once, becomes a habit. Guess what? You're tired, you can go for a run. It just comes down, if you're an entrepreneur and you're serious, because there are people who talk and there are people who walk, and I'm looking at Jordan on the wall, he's flying, right? Michael people, Jordan. Michael Jordan on the wall, he's flying. Because the idea is, you can say what you want, you can do what you want, or you can embody what you want. Mm. When you adopt the identity of, hey, I am this person, I am, I am, I am, like they said in the Bible, I am, to Moses, was it? He said that, uh, that, that was, the Lord spoke? Yeah, yeah. Was Moses? Was, and uh, I may be misspeaking, so please, just with the green. The idea that we need to embody what we want to do because if we do not adopt the identity, our actions are going to be skewed. The, cl yeah. the lack of clarity of intent and of purpose. Doing it before bed, I would just do some exercise, I would read, uh, and if you're fortunate enough, when you're married, have a partner, create something beautiful right so yeah identity plays a big part in it i know in the conversation you and i were having before it's sort of like the smoker like, mm. i haven't smoked for whatever 300 <laughs> something days it's i haven't like, been my me you're counting yeah. so so you're still it's sort of like you're still holding on to the fact that you have smoking as a habit at some somewhere in your you know mindset but when you're like i no longer smoke it's sort of like an end point to it. Mm. It's like, hey, I no longer smoke. That's not me anymore, right? It's one of the best ways to create habit or habitual change, I would yeah. say. Uh, so yeah, I love that. And yeah, it was one of the things that I thought about too is that when I stopped watching porn and really made a decision, I remember like a couple of my friends were sharing that they, they were just like, ah, whatever, I watch it. Like it was sort of like blase. Um, and I think because they haven't really studied deeply into the effects of it and they didn't, see the sort of pros and cons of all of it and weighed it up uh i sort of like the challenge of the fact that i was the one of my friends in the group that decided to not be like that it sort of made me feel like yo i'm more disciplined than my friends and i think guys have this right we have this competitive <laughs> nature oh, yeah. so i started looking at it more as a as a, a game of like hey where can i show up stronger in my life than the people around me so i can improve even more and it's like a sort of healthy competition mindset so when i started shifting my identity of hey I'm not going to be this guy. I'm more disciplined than that. It's it's like uh, I heard a, a guy say, when you wake up in the morning and you make your bed, it's a simple act. Mm. Maybe it takes you like two or three minutes. But when you leave the room, you know you're the person that made the bed. It's like the discipline leaks into other parts of your life. Mm. Uh, and so I started thinking about that with porn. I was like, hey, I challenged myself. Can I go for three months without watching it and let's say that is the case because I'm really committed to this new identity. Uh, what's, what, how else can it benefit my life? How, what would be the ripple effect of that? And I started stacking benefits in my mind. You know, it'd make me more attractive as a man because I would have genuine confidence. It would make me feel a lot better about myself. I'd have more energy for the gym. I'd have more energy within my body to be able to cultivate and go to growing my muscles. Uh, you know, I would uh, be able to speak with 
conviction and certainty when I speak with my coaching clients that I'm somebody that has self-control and discipline. Mm. I'm also abiding by God calling me to raise up to a higher standard of having more self-control. Have you ever thought about this as well from that perspective of staying disciplined and the identity of that? I love what you said that it leaks into other areas. Yeah. Yeah, the same thing for me, it's more in the morning, let's say I go to the gym, I do my workout, I don't even check my phone until I'm finished or social media rather, I'm building that habit and it leaks into other areas. Wait a second, I'm disciplined. Mm. What I wanted to ask you about earlier was the idea that you make this decision and it's not necessarily, I believe it was the other guy who said it, but it wasn't a New Year's resolution, it was a revolution. Uh, yeah. A similar aspect, right? That you, you mentioned that you don't wait for the New Year to come because you make a decision at that point. Decide in Latin means to cut off from. Yeah. You mentioned a little bit about that. I just, I, that blew me I think away. Russell too. Brand said that, hey, Did recently. You that? Oh. You're sitting in an ice bar saying, like, it's not a new, it's a new Year's revolution. Oh, uh, I never, I didn't yeah, hear yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, um, your question? Well, how do you find a way to really embody that and not wait for a moment? Because you said you created this three month challenge. I'm yeah. assuming that even before you had that three month challenge, you said, you know what? This is, I'm not someone who's going to watch porn. That is not me. I want to be the leader for my friends. I want to be in the competition. Well, well, yeah, that's great. The way I viewed it is, hey, I haven't done this before. What would my life look like if I did do this, right? It was more like, hey, I'm really curious. I get curious in life. That's that's where I guess that spirit of entrepreneurship activates at a higher level for me, especially with business. I get curious. Hey, we've never gone this far before. We've never tested this in a campaign before. Mm. It's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. I know there's room for failure. I know that I can make mistakes. And it was the same with my identity around not looking at porn, right? It was mm. like, hey, I know that maybe I could trip up with it. I'm going in with like trying to not negotiate <laughs> with myself on this. I even had a moment uh, with my wife where I, I actually, and this is, man, I'm going really vulnerable. Let's get it, man. I appreciate you. Getting vulnerable Thank you, bro. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I went and opened up a porn site, mm. right? And I didn't, this was like maybe about six months ago or seven months ago right and i haven't really sat down and watched porn for years properly and gone like oh man it's a, this like everyday thing. <laughs> uh and so i opened it up and i started scrolling through and i'm seeing it all and you you know straight away getting this the visual hits of everything and it's it looks gnarly bro like mm, the stuff it's, that it's people real, are sharing yeah. now because i don't it's very look at it yeah. you know like i haven't looked at it for a long time it, it's like whoa what the hell this is getting more savage more instinctual more you know like in your face and 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 then i i had this wrestle that started to come in this tug of war Am I going to click on this and watch this? And then it's like the excitement of like, oh, I could, this could be fun. This could be, you know, all the stuff that comes up for every human being when you have that possibility of a big dopamine hit, the rush, right? The adrenaline starts to come in. And then I started thinking, nah, man, but this isn't me. Like, how am I going to feel at the end of this? I'm just going to feel shame. I started to, to sort of wrestle with myself, right? And I closed it off. The next thing I did is I went straight down to my w wife and I told her I just had a look at her porn side. She's like, what? And she's like, why are you telling me? And I'm like, well, I want to be held accountable, right? And she's like, are you telling like a white lie? Are you kind of saying it as a, like, you know, so you don't feel as bad? And I'm yeah. like, no. I said, she goes, did you watch the whole thing? And I go, no, I didn't watch the whole thing. I said, no, I, I closed it off. And she's like, why did you do it? And I said, I just wanted to win. 
Hmm. Yeah, and it's crazy because that whole week I felt like in business things weren't working well. Like I just wasn't weren't getting like the sales that I usually get. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, man, it's crazy, right? And and I and I feel like um, I was coming out of momentum. Uh, you know, I was experiencing grief as well because we had mm. lost our, our baby mother. Mm. You know, two weeks before delivery and held her in our arms and like you know I went through that whole experience about four months before that and. It's not to use it as an excuse. I was just like, man, I just wanted to win, right? And so I've had to learn just in that. I wanted to be held accountable. I told my wife. And it wasn't easy, bro. I was scared to tell her. Um, but but being honest with my wife and not betraying her. And some guys might hear this and go, that's not betrayal. Watching porn. To me, it is. Oh, 100%. Right? <laughs> and so... And so it's like lusting after other women, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to do that. Um, it was very scary, but on the back end of it, it helped me to come to make sure I didn't go back into that loop again, hmm. right? Even if you crack the door open a little bit and go into it, it's making sure I don't go back into it again. And she might not have liked to hear that, but it did help to be able to not go into it because if I was to open it up again, I have to think about that time I had to hmm. tell my wife, right? No one told me I had to maybe Holy Spirit in me told me, yo, you should go be honest with your wife about this. Some guys might not have that on their conscience, hmm. but it, I also believe that it's part of the identity. I feel like, no, God's holding me to a higher standard. And I like to have higher standards within my own practice and my business. And even though, yeah, I didn't feel like I had a win, I don't always have to win every single day. Where do you go when you don't win? I think that's such a great question wow. to from yeah. that because also what you're saying is coffee or coffee. chocolate yeah <laughs> chocolate or some Sugar. some cookies i mean some guys think about what we just we're talking about porn here right for some guys and maybe alcohol or for some people yeah. for whatever it is drugs what drugs anything that is taking you away where do we go when we just want to win that could even be the idea there where do we go yeah. Where do you go to fill your needs? Because at that moment, you may have had the need to feel significant because if nothing's going your way, you had that incredibly challenging experience with your daughter. You had the incredible challenging ongoing after aspect of that with business, everything. Mm. Where do you go when you don't win? Yo, and my wife loves me, man, and she's amazing and we have great communication and there's no problems. You know what I mean? Mm. So it was more about me, bro. It was me going, wait a minute, I'm slipping here. This is my actions aren't matching the identity of who I desire to really line up with. My self concept is in dissonance with hmm. my actions. What could be You're right? And it's as we know, the strongest need in the human condition, personality, is to remain consistent with how we define ourselves. Yep. So that's why you probably felt that so quick. You open up this website. Oh, that's not who I am. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not who I am. I don't do that. Okay, but that's not who I am. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a separate man. That's gonna be honest with ourselves too, bro. That's oh. the thing I've learned, like in many different areas of my life, and that's why I decided to be honest. Even when I coach my clients, I'm like, yo, the more honest you can be with yourself, the more honest you can be with me, and then we can really get to the meat of what's going on here too. Mm. To the core. I want to add to that, that it's the idea of, and I learned this recently, it's someone who is struggling with their weight. If they adopt the identity of saying, yes, I am fun size. Okay, sure. But you're also diabetic and your blood pressure is high and you may not make it in a few months. 
And I've, I've had some, we, I, when I was younger, I used to be a little bit chubby. And it's just the idea that if we're not honest with ourselves, how do we know where we are? If you don't know where you are, how do you know where you're going to go or how to even get there? Yeah. We, we can't know it. Yeah, we can't pretend. At some point, you can't pretend anymore. <laughs> this is greater relationships. Also, probably why some people can end up going to porn. If you meet someone, let's say a girl meets a guy. The girl meets this guy. She really likes him. But she realizes, mm, you know, I have to find tweak my personality a little bit so he can like me a little more. Cool. Great. You get rewarded for that behavior. And then what do you start to think? Okay, cool. If I keep doing this, who I'm not, I'll keep getting what I want. Great. But no act can go on forever it will be revealed who you really are in a time of stress when you're not paying attention. And that's the disconnect that happens is when you pretend at the beginning, you then need to pretend up until the end. Yeah. Cause there will be an end. Yeah. If you're not living authentically in, in congruence with who you say you are, that's what happens. And then you turn to porn. If you say, I am not this person who watches porn. And I think it's a challenge too. Instead of, I am not saying I am a, I am someone let's gravitate towards that. Like I am a more disciplined person. I'm a disciplined I'm person somebody that does not get distracted or I am someone that stays in creation more often. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're not, I mean, of course these are semantics, but it does play a part on the RAS, the reticular activating system. Right. So you focus on the positive outcome rather than, like I am not this, I don't do this, I, yeah, yeah. It's exactly what it is and exactly to that point is the negative, quote, I put that in parentheses because nothing's really negative, it depends how we view it, right? Shakespeare, he talked about nothing is good or bad but thinking makes it so. I can think of some things that are negative. Go for, well, okay. <laughs> yes, of course, of course, of course, 100%. Things are negative and it actually reminds me of Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl, he, and of course, I'm, tragedy is tragedy, hands down, no doubt yeah. about that. You know, there's, there's wars in the Middle East, there's conflict in Russia and Ukraine, all these things are happening in the world, there's people dying down the street, those are not blessings. That is not. I think we have to understand that most of what we call problems are actually what's waiting for us to make progress. Right. Well, it's kind of like um, Nelson Mandela says, I never lose, I either win or I learn. <sighs> right. Love it. Love it. And that's what it is. It's like, okay, we could take an L and embrace the fact that there was something along the line that we get to course correct on and we take the lesson from it and keep it moving forward. Yeah, it's a growth opportunity. It's a growth opportunity and reminds me of that book that we mentioned briefly of Psycho-Cybernetics. Oh, yeah. Maxwell Maltz, that he has this incredible illustration that if there's a missile being launched, let's say a torpedo and then you have a, a missile that's gonna counter it. When you fire it, the missile doesn't think, oh, I'm off course, oh, I'm a failure, let me stop. No, well, the missile doesn't think. What the missile does is it doesn't necessarily fail. It just learns that it needs to pivot into the next position. Right. Because it's a program. If we're viewing it as a failure, there are even studies that have this. When people, they don't do well in something and they say, I am a failure. I failed that test. I'm a failure. You are going to start behaving in a way that's going to be in alignment with that. Right. So how do we view it as a growth opportunity? That's a very big challenge. And when it comes to porn, reward yourself. We have to reward ourselves for stop watching porn. And when you interact with someone, have accountability partners, make the commitment. I mean, even for listeners, I just really got to paint this picture is you've already watched porn up until this point, if you're still watching it. So you've already lived that life. Why not try a different life? It's at your fingertips. You've already done what got you here. And are you happy? Are you connected? Are you together? Do you have honesty? Do you have transparency? Are you succeeding in your business? I would challenge anybody, stop watching porn for two weeks and every time you would have watched porn, invest in yourself and then let's see where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have a reward system. So you know there's something else on the other side of it, for sure. 
what do you think of the no fap challenge? No, no fap, fap that's like no masturbation. It's just like uh, semen retention, mm-hmm. a little what, mm-hmm. uh, sexual transmutation or something. like I've that. never heard sexual transmutation, but that uh, that is interesting. Like, sort of like holding back from, oh, okay, okay, from, okay. from you know from the release and everything like that. <laughs> uh, so there's a couple points there that are quite accurate. So even the no fap, great. Have a month where you don't where you don't fap. Awesome. I'm for I'm for it. Let's find a way that after you do that, reward yourself each day, create the identity you want to build and ask yourself why. NoFap is excellent. Hopefully we continue that. And the semen retention aspect, that is very vital, right? So people think I need to release semen so that I can release energy and it is healthy for your colon and there are benefits 100%. Boxers or people before sports days, they actually retain their semen because it actually does elevate levels of testosterone performance. Right. They literally do this. Mayweather does this all the time. It's ways that you retain a form of energy because people don't understand this is even if we look at the word sex, S-E-X, sexual energy exchange. It's a fun little acronym, but the idea is quite illustrative that you are exchanging energy when you have a sexual relation with someone and also when you release semen. Have up until no point where people masturbating the same way we are now to pixels on a screen. This is a challenge, and I'll say this, when I was coaching guys to stop watching porn, that was very helpful, and how I also stopped, was every time you're gonna go watch porn, and you're gonna go in your bedroom, do your thing, just imagine, that there's a camera in the corner and you're looking at yourself with your underwear around your ankles, you sitting in bed with a little three by six inch metal device showing a light to your eyes and you're using your hand to masturbate. Just envision what it looks like you doing that. <laughs> probably, you, you probably won't watch porn again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> imagine imagine someone's camera is hacked on their phone and there's like there's a, a Black Mirror episode about actually this. watching themselves like with their like, you know, I don't know if you've ever done this where you've like, you've been laying down and you open up your phone you got that like little sort of like double chin. hold under your chin. Yeah, the double well, chin. triple chin for me. Of, of yourself, <laughs> like just seeing your face like, oh yeah, that's me. Imagine seeing videos like that and going, oh gosh, it's, that's what I look like watching porn. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. That's what we look like. There was an episode of Black Mirror, which it talked about that, and yeah, the guy, he's caught watching child pornography, it's absolutely disgusting, it's absolutely abhorrent, and his phone gets hacked, and the guy says, look, I have the information of you doing this, you need to do these tasks, or else I'll release it. I'll just spoil the episode, what he ends up doing, the guy who basically was blackmailing him, had him do all these things, he even had him fight another person who was also watching child pornography, and then they went into a forest, they had a fight to the death, and the guy went out and he said, okay, look, I did it, I'm good now, and he goes, too bad. And he also released the footage and his entire reputation, everybody knew him, said, you're the guy that watched child pornography. So there's no way of escaping it because people believe and I learned this from Jordan Peterson, that you can do something without consequence. No, the bill will always come and you will pay that bill. Hey, I watched porn, yeah, it was anonymous, nobody saw me, I didn't pay anything, it was affordable. Yeah, I just got on my phone, it was accessible. Really, really? No, you know who knows? God knows, your subconscious knows, your interactions with people, they may not know it, but they feel something going on there. Yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting, we, you know, God knows, okay. But also I think God in his interest for us, because he loves us, is like, hey, yeah, I know, and 
the reason why I want you to be held to a higher standard is so that you live with a conscience that's more clear, so mm. you're clear-minded and be a person that is virtuous and admirable and centered in who I've created you to be. Right? Mm. And I think that's the biggest thing when we're watching porn like that and we're just playing at a lower standard and lower level, we know it. Right? Some people will try and like beautify it. Oh, it's like everyone should orgasm and all your power is here. You see the whole new age movement is all about it's, like it's a mess. pussy power and all no. this stuff and all your magic is in your, you know, what, 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 whatever you want to call it, uh, your hoo-ha. And, and I'm like, <laughs> man, what are we doing here? We're just trying to create now justifications to flaunt and, and amplify something mm. that totally is destroying men, for sure. Like, you know, women, possibly creating a ripple effect there too. But for men, what I do think is it is feminizing men in a way because oh, men are walking percent. around not confident in who they are anymore. And so when you have a man that's like not confident in who he is anymore, he's not going to stand in his masculine strength because he, he knows in himself, yeah, I'm not really the dude that can go out there and actually be a solid guy that has the confidence to be able to uh, you know, just speak to a woman directly and, and, and have the confidence to tell her uh, if I like her, you know. So, yeah, man, it does affect us in society just by that. Not even that, it also affects the way that if you are a father, the way that you treat your kids. Like, I remember someone recently telling me, like, they found out they were having a daughter, right? And when they found out they were having a daughter, they because their wife was pregnant, they opened a porn and they saw women and the, for the first time they looked at it and went, oh my gosh, the, all these women are someone's daughter. Mm, and he shut wow, it off. Wow, right? wow, so wow. He, he created a new association and it's like, all these women are someone's daughters. And he's like, I don't want to be that dude. That if I start objectifying women and seeing it like this, then how am I going to start treating my young girl in the world i can't have the permission really to speak into her life powerfully if i know that i'm objectifying other women over here right oh I was like, Man, that is that's, that's deep, good man. that's, that's deep. deep yeah that's really good i mean it's it's congruence they're out of their congruence yeah yep. and that's the challenge they have is you want to take somewhere someone you want to take someone somewhere great but have you even been there yeah have you been there yourself? Yeah, you can't take anywhere, anybody anywhere that you haven't gone yet, right? You can't, and and it's it's a it's acting. They're pretending to be someone. Again, you can pretend to be someone for a certain amount of time, but down the road, it will come to the surface. Yeah. So what happens is a lot of guys who are maybe doing these things, watching a lot of porn. Okay, what happens when their daughter's best friend, who you grew up with, is now a mature woman? What's going to happen then? Yeah. Because you then have, what porn does is it essentially paints an artificial lens on reality. And here's the best way to explain this. If you watch a porn, and let's say that what happens is there's just, for example's sake, there's a guy and a girl, and they're, they're neighbors, and then their hands touch accidentally in the porn, and then from there, they start talking, and then from there, they start having sex, whatever it is. So life imitates art. And I'm not saying that porn is art necessarily, but the idea that we model the behavior of what we see. So that's why what we see in culture, what we see in film is so important because it influences our behavior. That's why a lot of the rom-coms are actually doing a lot of damage to men who want to be masculine and women who want to be feminine and actually receive a man. Mm -hmm. Here's the, the way to say that is, 
in rom-coms, right? What do we see? Rom-com, the guy goes for the girl, doesn't work out, or they were dating, it doesn't work out. The guy goes to her house, throws a rock at her window, and has a stereo over his head. <laughs> People watch it, they think, oh, so romantic. Really? You know what happens? Hey, yeah, 911, we have an emergency. The police come, you get arrested, now you're on a watch, people are gonna- Psycho. You're a psycho, right? <laughs> so we have this illustration that what we see in media and the rom-com is actually propelling us where we wanna go, but the challenge there is creating an artificial reality. Yeah. So we just have to be very conscious of that and understanding that that person could be someone's daughter or is someone's yeah. daughter, not could be. Yeah. And what would, what would, how would it impact you if that was your daughter? Bro, I'll tell you what, Hollywood screwed me right up when it came to dating. That movie Hitch. Oh, no way, Hitch. Yeah, yeah, well, tell me about that movie because that influenced me a lot. He, whoa, uh, you know, he went all out to impress the girl, you know, jet skis. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, even Mendes. And he was like trying to surprise (laughs) her and do everything. And, And so, not that I consciously took it on, it was subconscious and I just, was like it reinforced that I had mm. to over deliver to try and win a girl over, and yeah, yeah, it ruled me, bro, for a long time until I realized that my anxious attachment, relationship attachment style, uh, was just literally being amplified even more because I had this warped sort of Hollywood fantasy of how relationships should be. Even in Disney, like Disney <laughs> movies, they teach you it's like that, uh, but it's not true, you know, and we get to be centered in who we are and not pour from an empty cup a lot Oof. of people give so much over to the point they have nothing left for themselves and that's not attractive no. for anybody uh so yeah so that's what's happening in like dating in hollywood and then you see what's happening in porn Jeez. and and like sex even with your partner right like one of the things i've learned as a man uh, and my wife and i were watching like esther perel and we're learning from like different you know sex experts uh, because we want to like just understand it on a deeper level and I talk with my friends about this too that are in long term relationships and they're like okay the sort of classic line is oh now you got married you got that old ball and chain you know it's sort of like your sex life is now uh, coming to an end right mm. like, oh and, and when people have kids too and they're not ready for it oh there you go you're done now like good luck right and you watch your single friends and you think maybe they're having the best time of their life but a lot of the time people are out there just hooking up and having surface level they're not going deep what I learned as a man which uh, is sort of a newer understanding is that women do like foreplay man like foreplay isn't just uh using your mouth and using your hands it's also sitting down and deeply connecting with a woman and some guys may hear this and be like oh man what's this like sissy stuff that's true man like <laughs> a woman true. can be completely turned on and ready for penetration sex because sex to a woman is more than just penetration. Mm. What I learned for, by watching a lot of porn is sex is just penetration. That the foreplay is that, just the foreplay four based thing that happens before, but it's not actually sex. Mm. Uh, and so women end up becoming pretty disappointed on the back end of it if a guy is constantly just going after the woman just to have sex with penetration. Mm. She's not pleased. She doesn't feel like she's loved. She doesn't feel like she's uh, uh, with a present man because he's just trying to jump the gun and go to the end goal. He's trying to be addicted to success, right? Get reached. There we go. Go go for it. And I've had to learn as well that like, you know, when you're with your partner and there is a, a true connection, the pace is different. 
It's mm. not just sex. Now it's being present with each other. It's sort of slowing down time and 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 feeling things sensually, not just sexually. Right? Mm, I, I want to agree. You don't point. learn that from porn. No, no, porn doesn't teach you that. And I, uh, one thing I just thought of as you were saying that is go, go slow in order to go fast. You know, sometimes it's the idea of fast, not that you want to bypass anything, but you're going slow. I mean, it's all rel relative, right? You always learn as success, love, speed. Success, well, you want to be successful in well, sex, just go fast. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you just want to go quick, then you just go and do that. But that's that's not fun for a woman. Well, that's exactly what it is. And then after they, they go warm up, you don't. That's a guy. They need to warm time. up. You're like already ready to rev. You know. <laughs> and most, and this is such a great point because guys, we're we're revved up. I mean, also we're stimulated differently. Yeah. Right. So men are much, 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 much more visual. They have proof on this. Scientific studies they've done, and women love the story aspect of it. Men, we don't need a lot to be aroused, right? So women, for them, it's quite the opposite. And there's an incredible saying that it goes, uh, women fall in love with what they hear and men fall in love with what they see. Yeah. And that's why women, um, that's why men lie and women wear makeup, right? It's, it's, it's this playful aspect of it. And aside from the external makeup that women wear, what about the internal makeup we all decide to adopt to pretend to be somebody we're not? Right. That we believe that we're this person, okay, let me forego, forego foreplay, let me forego connection so that I can move forward with what I want. And if you ever go to a relationship or partnership, from my experience, if you go somewhere with the objective to give, yeah. that's, and, and that's where you're gonna expand. When you go just to get, no chance. Yeah, there's, there's this sort of take mindset often. It's like, I need to reach the end point. I've had to learn that too, you know, in my romantic life is uh, the experience can be very different for somebody on the other side of it, especially when the, the pace or even the, uh, there's a, a test you can take called the erotic blueprint. Hmm. Uh, you have like sensual, kinky, sexual uh, shapeshifter as in you can move into like multiple and then energetic is another one so right and we all have a percentage of each one and we are more dominant in in one or two more than the others understanding that blueprint is really important you know there are some uh women that need sensual touch they like the candles or the smells not every woman does like that some of them like you know to be dominated and some of them like to uh be like physically grabbed and 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 like energized through uh like play right and i know this is like probably a conversation we didn't expect to, to go into <laughs> um, but it's great because i think you know part of being successful is also understanding every part of yourself, your mindset, your physical, your fitness, your health, your sexual as well. Um, I want to just sort of tie this up <clears throat> to as we get close to the end of this episode. Uh, you're a philosopher, so how do we tie philosophy in with understanding where we're at in society with like porn and also the mindset around how to be successful in this, this area of overcoming porn and, <sighs> and becoming, uh, I guess, successful sexually as well within ourselves, our sexuality. It would be effective to break down what philosophy even means first. Yeah. So it's, it's a Greek term meaning philosophia and philo means the love of, obsession of, and sophia means wisdom, 
it's actually my niece's name. Shout out Sophia. Not a great <laughs> name. I actually partially shared that name for her to be named that, but that's another story. And so lover of wisdom or someone who loves wisdom. And what is wisdom to do? Wisdom in action, part of the book I'm, I'm releasing soon, is how do we have wisdom and understanding that can help us navigate the challenges in a modern world? Because what got us to the moon in the 60s isn't what's going to get us to Mars in the 20s. It's not. There's going to be a, a big shift. For me, with how we can use philosophy to understanding the dynamics with porn, modern society, is looking at it in a way where we're asking more questions that are actually getting us to the end result we want. Because people are watching porn. Why? Because they're bored. Okay, why are they bored? Okay, because they want variety. Okay, cool. You want variety? Find a healthy alternative, a healthy vehicle to get there. People will watch porn because they don't want to be rejected. They want certainty that whoever they, that when they go on the screen, no one will reject them. How about you reject your desire to not get rejected? How about you accept that rejection? Because no one's rejecting you. They're rejecting their impression of you at that moment. You walk by someone and says, hey, can you sign this paper five bucks? No, no, not important. Hey, can you sign this paper a hundred bucks? Okay, sure, maybe. It depends what your, your preference is. For myself, when I looked into philosophy and how it helped me navigate porn, navigate relationships, was understanding the philosophy of love, the philosophy of intimacy, the philosophy of self. Mm. It's understanding that we all have ego, we all have desires, whatever it can be. It all comes down to why are we doing what we're doing what do we actually want? And is there another way to get there that doesn't negatively impact the quality of my life? Right. And whether you believe in Eastern tradition, you believe in Western tradition, whether you go down the religious route, study what the texts may demonstrate to you, but have your base be your faith. In Christianity, have our base be our faith in Christianity because the model we adopt of the world is going to create the confines as to how we behave. Yeah. And that's what we miss. Yeah, we need that. We need those standards, right? Yeah, you know, I'm not big on religion per se. I'm more about relationship with God. Uh, but I want to be held to standards. I don't know about you. I really want to so I can live a high quality life and, and live out my full potential. Uh, as we wrap up, man, uh, real quick, your book is about to come out. It's mm. Wisdom in Action. Mm -hmm. uh, where can we find you online? Online, so Bruce underscore Da Silva on Instagram. That's where most of my stuff is at. Also my website, ZeusWithBruce.com. Yep. I did share about the story with Zeus, but in short, I named it that because I believe similar to the story of Zeus is that we all have inner potential and that life may change our circumstances or put us in circumstances we didn't choose. However, with commitment, with discipline, and with the other understanding of what we actually want, who we actually can become, and remembering who God designed and created us to be, we can then get to the mountaintop that Zeus got to. And I believe that's what we need to focus on. So ZeusWithBruce.com, connect with me there, email, Instagram, Bruce underscore Silva, and Saved by the Bell, as they say. <laughs> but that's really, yeah. what, that's really what it comes down to. Okay, so last question. I always ask this at the end of every podcast. If you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Could I get another minute? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, in short, uh, we'll begin now. Understand that where you were born and how you were born is not the determining factor of where you will end up 
life is guided through the choices we make, the questions we ask, and forgive yourself and others for not knowing everything because ignorance is not implemented or used through malice, but more so used just from the circumstances. Understanding that the choices we make lead us to where we want to go. We don't know everything and forgive the ones who didn't do you right and love the ones who do.